jerky. Hello, everyone. I am Director Awesome, and you are watching Pod Jerky. As always, don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Pod Jerky. Today, we are going to continue a series that we've been doing on our show called Misconceptions from Around the World. Today, we are going to be doing Misconceptions from Australia, and I'm joined from one of my childhood friends, uh, Patrick, who lives in Australia right now and has been there for quite a while. How you doing, Pat? I'm great, Tom. How are you doing? Very, very good. Um, so how long have you been over there in Australia? Um, I I first moved here 2002 uh, to do my dip ed, which is my kind of bachelor's of education and uh, met my wife the day before I left the country. So I officially 2002, 2003, I was living here and then I moved back after my twins were born. So 2015. So the last five, six years. Awesome. And you are in the education industry. Is that correct? I am. I'm an elementary school teacher uh, teaching year six here, or grade six back home. Um, and I do a little bit of kind of summer camp type stuff at the university where I kind of teach a STEM program. Awesome. All right. So we are going to get into some misconceptions of Australia. And then what we'll do at the end is uh, we'll go through a couple of slang terms that uh, Australians have that everyone out there might not know what they mean. Uh, some of the lists that you sent me, I was looking up and I was like, wow, never even knew that these words existed. So uh, we'll get yeah, into I'll, some of those. I'll be honest, some of those words I've saw on the list and I've been living here for you know six years and I have no clue what they are. So, yeah. So, yeah. Okay. So, yeah. So the first uh, misconception that we have here is, is that is, is always sunny all year round. True or not? That is not true. Although with that being said, it is the driest inhabited continent on earth. So, um, so you do get quite a bit of sun. It is very dry and you've probably heard about the, you know, the fires we had before COVID and, and um, so, so there is quite a bit of sun, but there's also wet seasons and, we have where I live here, it's kind of be comparable to like a Myrtle Beach type temperature. So the winters are the, you know, lower teens and that night it drops a little bit, but we won't have any snow where I am. But there are snowy fields in some areas and then there's tropical climates in others. So it's it's a pretty vast nation. It's about the size of continental America. So it's a pretty big place. Yeah, I could deal with those temperatures all year round. I mean, uh, I don't like the cold anymore. As we get older, the cold uh, starts to suck a lot more. So uh, I'm there's not good, a good with reason it. Why I'm, there's a good reason why I'm here and not there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So the next two that I have here are actually probably what everybody gets from watching television. You watch it on The Simpsons. You watch it on anywhere on TV. And the next two are Australians ride kangaroos or there are a ton of kangaroos there. And that koalas are actually bears. So those are two common misconceptions. Yeah. Um, I honestly, where I live now, I haven't seen a kangaroo in the wild um, in, in my area. Uh, where I used to live on the Gold Coast, which is kind of north of here, it's kind of 
Australia's version of Orlando, I would say. You know, it's got the theme parks. It's got kind of the tourist traps and all that stuff. Up there, I would see quite a few um, kangaroos. But where I am here, I, I don't really see many at all. There's some areas where they are, like they're inhabited here, but they're just not, you don't see them bouncing down the main streets of Sydney or Melbourne or anything like that. It's kind of, kind of like beavers, I guess, or, you know, if you're in right. the right spot at the right time, you see them, but uh, we don't really get a lot of them. And koalas are marsupials, so they carry their young in a pouch. They're not bears at all. People just think that because they're called koala bears, right? Yes, and that's another animal where, I've seen one in the wild in all the time I've been here. Um, but there are places where they're plentiful, just not everywhere where people live. Right. See, television makes you think that they're just all over the place, right? You just think that, okay, it's just koala bears and uh, uh, kangaroos there. And so not true. Yeah. But I mean, with, with television or with anything, you know, you want to kind of highlight what's unique and special about a certain place. Yeah. And those are a couple of the animals or I'm sure we'll get into the venomous snakes and stuff later on too, but yeah, um, where, where they highlight them, but it's, it's just a part of life. It's not kind of all encompassing here. Right. Yeah. The one that you actually wanted to talk about was the Foster's beer, uh, <laughs> that everyone thinks that Foster's is Australian for beer. Not even that it's a, a type of beer that it's actually what, you actually call your beers there. Yeah. Um, I th- that was a really good commercial. I, I think it was around the early two thousands where like Foster's Australian for beer. Um, but I, I don't know if they make Foster's here anymore. Um, when I first moved here, you could buy Foster's light ice beer. Um, but I was at, I was at the bottle shop or the liquor store um, the other day. I was just looking to see if they had it and they didn't have it in stock. And I went to another one and they didn't have it there either. So um, they, sell a lot more fosters overseas than they do in australia it's kind of i, th- I think it's just a trendy name that they use the you know use australia to help sell the beer it's, a, it's actually a uk beer isn't it uh, well i when i used to work for the beer store in toronto it was brewed by molson in canada um but i'm not sure that may have changed it, it is very popular in the UK um, with a lot of expats and stuff. Um, but I, I think the source that I gave you for some of those, that article, a lot of it was UK based, um, but but it is brewed in the UK. It's brewed in Canada. It's actually not brewed too far from where we grew up. Um, and uh, yeah, but I'm not really sure of anyone who drinks it here. <laughs> I've never had a foster, so I'm not sure. My wife tells me it's good. She's actually had it's, it. It's not bad. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I think there's a lot better out there, but uh, yeah. you know, if Fosters wants to sponsor us, I will gladly take a, a you know, <laughs> go Fosters, a strand of beer. Yeah, there you go. Um, misconception here: a lot of people outside of Australia don't know what the capital of Australia is. A lot of people think it's Sydney. What do we got mm-hmm. there? Okay, so so this is one of those kind of very similar to Canada, where um, you know we ended up with Ottawa as the capital of Canada, or Bytown as it once was. Um, the two major cities, major ports in Australia were Melbourne and Sydney, and both of them wanted to be known as the capital. And kind of to appease everyone, they actually made a new territory called Australian's Capital Territory, or the ACT, and the one made city in that is Canberra. And that's, it's about two, uh, two and a half hours from Sydney, about four hours from Melbourne. So it's kind of in the middle of nowhere, a lot like Ottawa, very hot in the summer, very cold in the winter. And you only go there if you have to, they also have a tulip festival. <laughs> oh yeah. Yes. Nice. So here's one that we're going to get to now, as you mentioned earlier, um, be prepared to die of a snake bite or a spider sting. Yeah. Um, <laughs> 
I'm sure if you go to places where there's lots and lots of snakes, you may have to worry a lot about that, or it's a, a, a fear that you face day in and day out. In most metropolitan areas, you don't really see a whole lot of snakes. Like I live right on a ravine. Um, I've been here three years and I've seen one that was, you know, maybe about a foot long. Uh, they do exist around here. You get a lot of the red belly black snakes. Um, and, and I was at a school up on the Gold Coast at a teacher exchange there from my school in, in Rexdale. And, um, and we saw one on site there. And other than that, I really haven't seen many snakes. Uh, for spiders, I've, I've seen a bunch of spiders. And at first, I remember the first time I saw a spider was this huntsman spider, which is almost the size of a tarantula. Like it's a pretty big spider. And I absolutely lost it. I was at this caravan park or camp campgrounds. And I went into the office. I'm like, there's this big spider here, you know, watch out. And they sent their five-year-old daughter with the broom to shoot away. Um, so I'm like, okay, welcome to Australia. And, uh, but uh, like huntsman and stuff, you see, you get, You'll get, um, you know, there's funnel web spiders that are quite poisonous and and um, I'm forgetting all the names right now, but there's a whole bunch of different ones out there that can be poisonous, but it's, they're generally have to be provoked. So I, unfortunately, I've never been bit by anything that, that harmed me, um, never seen a snake attack anyone or know of anyone who's been attacked by a snake. Um, I've, I've got a couple jellyfish kind of stings while I've been swimming uh but those are kind of the blue bottle ones these little type jellyfish is just more annoying than anything but i guess that's that happens wherever you would go i mean there's certain regions of anywhere in different countries that you're going to have like venomous snakes or spiders or you know different types of animals that are aggressive towards people yeah absolutely i mean and i'm i'm basing my own personal experience here so we're looking at one area of australia so I've, I've, well too i lived on the gold coast which is near Brisbane and stuff. And then down I'm in Wollongong here, which is kind of about an hour South of Sydney. Um, so, so I've got just a little bit, Australia is so vast, so many different types of terrain and climates and stuff. Um, you know, you, you go to other parts of the world, other parts of the country where, you know, it's a completely different system, but for the vast majority where people populate the land, um, it, it's not a major issue at all. And Australia is a lot like Canada in the sense that I think 90% of the Canadian population is within a two-hour drive of the border uh, to the U.S. It's the same thing uh, in Australia. Everyone's about two hours from the ocean. Yeah. All right. This was an interesting one. Uh, nobody wears shoes, even if they aren't <laughs> at the beach. Um, yeah, well, it's, I won't say nobody. There are the, the, when I first moved here, the amount of people that had sandals, or as they call sandals here, or flip-flops, as they call them here, they call them thongs. So someone was asking me if I had thongs. I'm like, who are you? And why are you asking me this question? Um, but um, you do see a, a few people that go barefoot down the street and stuff like that, but it's the vast majority don't. But if you, you talk to people that like grew up like our parents' generation, so the baby boomers and stuff, and uh, one of the big changes that they had from when they went to elementary school to high school was that they had to wear shoes in high school. So I think it was a generational thing where, a lot of people just didn't wear shoes because they didn't have to. All right. This is, of course, one that you will always hear on TV, commercials, television shows, movies. Australians always like to throw a shrimp on the bobby. Yes. Oh, and Paul Hogan, Crocodile Dundee made a, a nice little killing with that tagline and a couple of commercials he used to do for Australia. Uh, we don't call them shrimp here. We call them prawns. So, so the whole shrimp on a bobby 
thing um it is kind of a north american hollywood type slogan and uh, not something that anyone's really said here unless it's been in uh, a joking fashion because of what they say over in the states and canada all right and here's another one from the simpsons i believe is that the toilets flush counter clockwise <laughs> well okay so if we look I'll, I'll put my stem hat my science hat on here if you are north of the equator they would anything that would flush down would go clockwise you take two steps south of the equator, things do go counterclockwise. But if you ever go to, you know, uh, I was going to say Bun it's Bunnings here, but Home Depot or Lowe's, uh, we have the two flush system. So you've got like the little flush and the big flush, and they generally just go straight down. So, so I mean, if I was to fill my sink up and and have a drain, yeah, it would go counterclockwise, I, I believe. I haven't really tested it, but it's not it's anywhere near the equator like they, they actually have full-on videos about this like literally you step one foot north of the equator one step south of the equator and it just changes i don't know why anybody actually cares about that stuff i mean you just flush the toilet let it go if it goes this way yeah it's it's, cool if it goes this way cool it's not a big deal right yeah but, again it's that whole thing that it's just different right and yeah anything that's different like you know we drive on the left to you drive on the right so that means we must drive on the wrong side here that did take a little bit of getting used to more so in parking lots and stuff where there weren't really medians and things like that but um but uh you get used to it pretty quickly yeah, I would imagine, yeah, that would be a, a big change from, I mean, driving here for the past, what, uh, 25 years at least, uh, mm -hmm. driving on the right side and then having to drive over on the left side. I mean, I've been to the UK, um, but I never got to drive there because we were on tour buses, but they were driving on the opposite side of the road. Uh, so it was, a, it was a little bit different. Yeah, a, a good friend of mine when I was doing the university down here came to visit and we rented a car up in Brisbane to drive to Steve Irwin's Australia Zoo. And uh, he's like, do you mind if I drive? I'm like, no, go right ahead. You know, it's our rental. And uh, he made a left-hand turn, which is our short turn, you know, the kind of like a right-hand turn in North America. And he went into the far lane and I grabbed the wheel and turned it. I'm like, what are you doing? What are you doing? And he's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, think about it. Think about it. And he's like, oh, <laughs> pulled <laughs> over. And I drove the rest of the way. <laughs> Yeah, that would, I mean, it would be a big, it would be a big change or a big difference from, from what he was used to. Right. Absolutely. And, yeah. and I mean, the good thing when I came in 2002, it was kind of just after the Sydney Olympics in 2000. So you had a lot of, um, you know, stuff on the ground that said, look, right. Uh, just mentally when you're crossing the street, you look right rather than looking left. And um, the first several months, it was just kind of like your brain isn't really wired a certain way you know you spent your whole life looking a certain way and now you're looking another way and even to this day every once in a while i'll get in the wrong side of the car and i'm like oops yeah, <laughs> yeah it's still trained in your brain yeah, yeah 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 so this is a little bit of a historical one um captain james cook is often credited for discovering australia true or false um well there there's he may have been the first European born person to see Australia, the land, but um, Australians been um, had the indigenous people of Australia living here for thousands and thousands of years. I believe it's the longest surviving culture in the world. I could, I could be wrong on that, but I believe that like we're talking thousands upon thousands of years. Um, so, so you talk to a lot of the people from the indigenous community here and they won't say he discovered Australia. They'll say he invaded Australia. 
um, and and um, and the likes. But yeah, it was a thriving population um, that's dwindled down in numbers quite a bit because similar reasons to what happened when when Europeans settled in North America it wasn't just war and stuff. It was just you know the common cold and and uh, viruses and whatnot that you know chickenpox just would decimate populations. Uh, but they're they've been over the past few years um, they've really we've re- really tried to make um, an effort to reconcile with them. We have you know Sorry Day and we have NADOC Week, which is happening right now or just happened this past week. A whole bunch of different uh, cultural festivals to really promote the culture in this country, and it's it's a beautiful one and and it's something that I wish North America did a little bit better. They could really learn a thing or two from the Aussies that way. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think that goes with any country that was discovered, I guess. Um, you can say Christopher Columbus came and discovered the Americas or whatever it was for Canada. But there was, you know, there was indigenous people here prior yeah. to. So it wasn't discovered. Oh, I mean, by you them. had they're just you given had in 999 AD. You had a Viking a colony on in Newfoundland. I think right. Andy Ferrix and Eric the Red. Um, getting my history hat back on. I'm probably wrong on that. If I am, I'm sorry, people. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's we just we have to you know do what we can. I mean, hearing about what's going on with the residential schools in in Canada right now, and yeah, and when I was at university, I was a history major. In fact, my thesis was on the Mohawk Institute in Brantford, Ontario. So. Um, can't say I'm shocked by what, what's been happening, but it's incredibly, incredibly sad. And, and, you know, the Mohawk Institute did uh, a really great thing in the sense that rather than tear down the, in my opinion, rather than tear down the building, they, they turned it into the Woodlands Cultural Center and it became rather than a place to strip people of their culture, it was a place for people to learn about the culture. And, uh, and they're doing that a lot here as well, too, where there's a lot of places where, where people, Indigenous and non uh, who are learning about the culture. Yeah. And, and and that's what I think should be done as well. I agree with you on that. All right. So the next one I got here is Australians speak English. Yeah, <laughs> they, they, they do with their kind of slang, but that's with, you know, you, you, you tell someone you're putting a toque on and, and unless you're in Canada, most people don't know what a toque is. You know, a lot I've of had that in one of the episodes. Yeah. Yeah, like, you know, you, you say I put my toque on to go to Timmy's to have a double double. And, you know, we understand completely what that means. It's it's English. Yeah, but it's 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 the same. You know, you go to Italy, you know, my family's Calabres. They're from the south. I thought I understood Italian until I started talking or listening to people from the north. And I realized I had no clue what my family was speaking. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's very I remember my mom came for a visit and um and my roommate's boyfriend was from kind of this small town, very, very thick Aussie accent. And I had to translate for both of them because she couldn't understand him and he couldn't understand her. Um, and they're both speaking English. <laughs> yeah, that, that's uh, that's interesting. I mean, but they were dating. Sorry. You said they were dating. It was your roommate's boyfriend. Yeah, yeah. No, no, my my mother couldn't understand him. Oh, okay. And okay. He couldn't understand my mother. Similar okay. thing happened to when my mother-in-law came to Canada. We were uh she wants some postcards kind of as souvenirs. So we went to there's um on the Queensway in Etobicoke, there's this one little where there's Zellers used to be, like this one really old plaza there. And they had a dollar store in there. And she asked the owner who's Indian Canadian background, um, uh, 
something about the postcards. And again, she couldn't understand a word she was saying. So I had to translate English to English. I guess it just kind of what you're able to understand. Right. Actually, b- before I came to Australia, I was kind of humming and hawing where I wanted to become a teacher. And, and I had a few options and I looked into Scotland and called up the university of Edinburgh there and tried to talk to someone on the phone. <laughs> and I'm like, I hung up the phone of my mom looks at me. She's like, you're not going there. Are you? I'm like, I can't understand what they're saying. It's all English. It's just different accents and different slangs. Right. But I guess uh, Australia would be very multicultural there as well, right? It, it is. Um, now, we grew up in the most multicultural city in the world, Toronto. So anything compared to that kind of, I think it's 50, 55% of the Toronto population was born outside Canada or, or some incredibly high number. Um, so here it was kind of a, a little bit of a shock in the sense that it's not like that here, but, um, there's a large population that are born like myself included, uh, that are born outside Australia. I think it's around 20% of the population are born outside Australia or the immigrants or the descendants of people born outside Australia. Okay. So I think those are the ones that I have. Are there any ones that you think that we missed that, uh, people might, actually uh get a kick out of no i think i think you got most of them um you know we're they're not all blonde hair blue eyes um you know, they're not all the the you know supermodel i'm trying to think of some names now chris hemsworth type you know you, you get a few of those but uh the general population in australia is you know it's very similar to north american in fact at one point it was the second largest um as far as body mass goes of any other country in the world just behind the states um, so, so they have worked quite a bit on that over the years. You know, they opened the Australian Institute of Sport and they really do a great program uh, with sports in school, kind of getting people a bit more active. Um, that helped when, you know, they had the Olympics, you know, we're looking at it over 20 years ago now, but things like that uh, have a lasting legacy. And it sounds like Brisbane is going to be getting the Olympics again in uh, 12 years, I believe, I think it is. Um, so we'll see how it goes with that. Awesome. Okay. So I'm going to get into a couple of slang words here. Uh, I just went and picked about 10 of them from the list that you sent me here. Um, so we'll see if you know what these are. And if I'm pronouncing oh them wrong, I apologize. Uh, I'm not sure if I am so pronouncing them. Most, but... most of the places in Australia have, you know, Canberra spelt Canberra, Melbourne's Melbourne, Brisbane's Brisbane. So yeah, Cairns is Karen. So, so it's, if you pronounce it wrong, don't worry. Yeah. So the first one I got is Akadaka. Is that right? Oh, Akadaka. Yeah. yeah. That's ACDC. Yeah. Yes, that's uh, a great Aussie band, uh, one of the top rock bands of all time. Seen them a few times live, and yeah, they're uh, yeah. But they'll also say ACDC here. It's not like they only call them Akadaka. I, I've never heard that before. Actually, I've never heard no? anybody oh, say okay. that. No, no. So. Okay, I, I see. It's one of those things where I don't remember if I knew that beforehand or not. But um, so Australians uh, apparently, according to this list here, uh, like their abbreviations of words. They like oh, to shorten agro. words up. So aggro. Aggro. What's that one? <laughs> so it says when you're mad at someone or something. Oh, yes. You're so you're a- yeah. Aggro. Aggravated. Yeah. yeah. So er- everything. Avos, avocado, um, tinnies are for tin, like, you know, a tin can, like a can of beer. Uh, sunnies are for sunglasses. Causies are for are for swimmers. Yeah. There's they, they shorten everything. I'm Pato, not Patrick. You know, my my father-in-law is not gary he's gaza or gaz how does that work 
How does that how does that work for shortened from uh, Gary? I, I I you know what I I I, <laughs> I can't even begin. How does Richard turn into Dick? Right, like right. Like yes. these, these things just don't. You just got to go with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The next one is Bicky, I guess. Oh, that's so that's like a cookie, a biscuit. Yeah, yeah biscuit, Bicky. Yeah. So yeah, my mother in law says that a lot, and I'm like Bicky. Like I just cringe at that one. But yeah, that's one they. Use. Did you find? Did you find getting used to that uh, like hard uh, in understanding well, like getting used to some of the slang? Yeah, yeah. Or they'll say, "Let's go for a cuppa," which is a cup of tea. Or they'll have you know they'll have tea. So tea can mean the drink of tea. Tea can mean kind of a snack between breakfast and lunch. Afternoon tea is a snack between uh, lunch and dinner. And then going for tea could be a meal, or or even things like footy. Footy could be you know. Um, Aussie rules football. It could be uh, NRL, which is rugby league. That's actually what I'm wearing there. Um, rugby league, or it could be, you know, soccer even. It could just, so you just got to know the context that they're using it in. It's like the there, there, and there. Right. Yeah. This one is uh, pretty cool too, is bloody oath. Bloody oath. Oh, yeah. yes. Yes. There's a lot of stuff Aussie saying. You just, you just go with it. Bloody oath. Yes. That's a horrible accent, by the way. I haven't been able to pick it up at all. I wish I had, but uh, I guess my Canadian accent helps me out a little bit down here. <laughs> and, that, and that just means yes, or it's true, 100%, you know, yes. whatever, right? Yes. Okay. And then we have bludger. Bludger. Oh, I should know this one. Uh, what's a bludger? That's kind of like a deadbeat. Is that right? A uh, lazy person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bludger's yeah. someone who kind of just lounges around, doesn't do anything. And yeah. Not used a lot, but we we hear it. Yeah, and then you actually said this uh, earlier in the show. Um, bottle O, bottle O, yes. So that's a bottle shop or a liquor store or a beer store. I guess it's a liquor store. Um, here they're privately owned. I know a lot of places where we're from, at least it's it's kind of owned by the government or was owned. LCBO still owned, and um, but they're they're all kind of smaller or generally smaller type shops there are some large chains also but yeah you go to the bottle o to get you know some tinnies which are beer cans this one uh is very funny uh it is crack the shits crack the shits is that when someone's bothering you they're mm. cracking the shits they're they're having a tough time or they're kind of to get pissed trouble. off or at somebody yeah 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 so that's what i'm probably going to be doing this week when i have to go back to work and <laughs> It's all online learning for yeah. the first time in a year. So it should be yeah. interesting. Uh, this one, everybody all know is Dunny. Dunny. Yes. That's the toilet. <laughs> Often an outdoor toilet. And do you, do you actually use that there or do you still call it the toilet? Uh, I call it toilet. Well here. Yeah. Um, yeah. I call it a toilet. I don't, don't really hear many people call it a Dunny. So, but when someone says I'm going to the Dunny, you know what they're talking about. It's just the uh, the crocodile Dundee reference again, right? No, uh, one Dunny, one bidet. Oh no, no, they will use Dunny. Yeah, um, it's it's not like it was it was used in the movie because people do use it here, but um, but uh, it's not very like at least with my group of friends and stuff, it's not something that we use all the time. But someone will say it every once in a while. All right, and this one I have no idea if I'm pronouncing it right. Is no wukus. I have no idea what that one is. So no worries or no problem. It's basically oh, when it's okay. all good. 
So okay. if, if sure. I pr- just pronounce no that focus. wrong, okay. um, yeah. 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 Who knows? Again, I've, I've been here five years, but I learned something new every week. It's like I'll be <laughs> in a staff meeting and, and the person presenting will say something. And I'll have to whisper to, you know, the teacher next to me, what does that mean? Because <laughs> I'm still learning. Yeah. So many. And words. the last one I have is piece of piss. Piece of piss. Wow. Um, I'll, I'll give you some more afterwards. <laughs> uh, what, what, what's that one mean? Uh, when something is considered really easy. Oh, okay. So it's okay. Yeah. They they say it's a piece of piss. Apparently okay. this is what we got from the list. So we'll, we'll go with it. Yeah, yeah. I kind of found some lists and sent them to you. I probably should have looked at them a little bit closer. Yeah. So, so one of the ones, one of the ones uh, my brother-in-law uses a lot is sparrows fart. Okay. So if you're up at Sparrow's Fart, you have to be awake early in the morning. So, you know, have to get up at five for work or whatever it might be. Um, fair Dinkum is another one. Fair Dinkum. You know, if someone says something you're like Fair Dinkum, like that's incredible. That's amazing. You don't say. Um, I had I had a professor at university who would say that all the time. So before class one day, uh, we decide that as soon as he says it, we're all going to move over one seat. And normally he would say it about 50 times in the hour and a half we had him, but it, it must've taken him about an hour to do it. And we all quietly moved over one seat. He didn't notice. He said it again. We moved over another seat and he started figuring out what was going on. And he's like, fair dinkum, dinkum fair, fair dinkum. And, uh, and uh, he didn't use it nearly as much after that. I actually ended up working with him at a school for, for about a year when I first moved back here and a uh, great guy, great guy. I would have uh, played along with it and just kept saying it on purpose. So you had to keep moving seat to seat. seat. (laughs) Oh, he did that. He did that. Yeah. He good value out of that guy. That's one of the things like Aussies in general are just great humans, you know, for, for the most part, they're very friendly, very accommodating. Um, You know, just, just, it's, it's a really lovely, very similar to, you know, Canadians or, you know, where they're very giving and, and, and caring and, and I felt like very much at home as soon as I came here. Like there wasn't like, it's a completely different place. I like to call this place Canada South in a lot of respects because um, the people are very, there's, there's many differences, but very similar kind of mentality and, and worldly views. Yeah. I actually work with um, the teacher in my department is from Australia. I'm not sure if you would know him. Yeah, no, I, I think they've got 25 million of them here. <laughs> no, but he's actually in our department, so you would know him maybe from our board or. Oh yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's actually from Australia. He goes back every year just because of COVID. He hasn't been able to go back. Yeah, uh, that, yeah. That, that's that's the big concern for me. Is you know, it's it's been two years since I've been home, and you know what it's like. Our parents aren't getting any younger, and uh, yeah, and you know, we've had I've had some family who've had COVID and stuff, and it's it's quite scary, you know lost an uncle, lost a cousin. And you know, that, that's the one thing. It's just so far away. It's hard to kind of get back and, and, you know, see the people you love. So that, that's the hardest part of being here for me. But, you know, I've got a great family, great support network here. So, so I'm enjoying myself. Yeah. And we, we have this uh, cool technology that we can use with this online thing and you can still do face to face because I remember, you know, years and years ago, I said, wait until they come out with telephones that you can actually see each other on video with. And, you know, everyone's like, ah, we're never going to see that in our lifetime. And, you know, sure enough, here we are. Right. And what a difference. Like I did my dip at, you know, 2002. And I remember if I wanted to listen to the leaf game, 
I had to call my mom and she would put a phone up to the radio so I could hear Joe Bowen do the call because you couldn't get anything here. And now here I've got MLB TV and, and, you know, I've, I mean, one of the things that Australians are great at is gambling. Uh, so, you know, it's um, so they've got all these different sports apps or bet apps that you can get. And a lot of them will let you watch the games for free as long as you have a, a penny in your account. So, you know, I'm able to watch my NHL on that and, and, you know, I followed the Raptors when they won their, their championship two years ago. And, um, so, so in that sense, I mean, the world is so much kind of smaller now because of how technology has, has kind of done what it's done. I oh, see yeah. You have, I see you have a UFC thing in the corner there. We have a, a UFC champion that lives just down the street here. Yeah, you got uh, Whitaker. And Alex uh, Volkanovsky. Yes. Volkanovsky, Robert Whitaker was yes. also a champion. I think he's from Australia as well. Uh, yeah. He was the middleweight champion. Yeah. No, I'm a big yeah. UFC fan. Always watch pay-per-views. Um, I kind of don't stay up to watch them anymore. I'll watch them the next morning on repeat. Yeah, we've um, got one this weekend, don't we? There's a big one coming up. Yeah, we got Conor McGregor and Dustin Poirier 3. Uh, if, if, we'll only Connor would be, if only Conor McGregor had a little bit of confidence, you know, it might be interesting to watch. You see, I, I'm not a, I'm not a big Conor fan. I'm not a, a fan of the antics. If you want to do the antics, go to the WWE, go and do that stuff over there. Uh, I, I just enjoy the like fights. The, yeah. I wonder what he would be like in the WWE. That might be, I'm not sure how he would get along backstage with everyone. Oh, that guy has got a swollen head. I mean, he made so yeah. much money, so much money. I mean, his proper 12 whiskey, I, I believe he sold it for like shares in it for 600 million. I mean, wow. he made a hundred million off of the Mayweather fight. They're talking about doing another fight with him. So, I mean, that guy is, you know, filthy rich. He doesn't have to care about anything. So his yeah. antics are just, uh, beyond me. I don't, I don't, uh, I don't like that in the, in the fight game. If you want to have a little bit of hype to it, I get it. You're selling a fight and all this, but the kicking and the, you know, throwing chairs through windows and all that stuff. And then getting your, yeah, I mean, that your was face stomped just, in then yeah. just dangerous. Yeah. yeah. So I'm not, I'm not a fan of that stuff, but you know, we'll see what happens this weekend. Uh, you still get to follow the blue Jays as well, right? I do. I've got the MLB network, you know, I'm a little bit of a fan of baseball. I think we, uh, we kind of grew up in the right time period where, you know, the nineties, we had the, the two world series champions. We had a great baseball league, the Rexdale baseball association there. And, uh, you know, seeing those championships, I mean, the nineties, you think about it, that's when the Leafs had their, their deep playoff runs, um, Argos were doing well. We got a Raptors franchise. I mean, there's a lot of things going on to make just, you know, us real big sports fans. And, and it was great, you know, supporting the champion. And, and uh, you know, it's been, it's been a very lean, how many years has it been since 93 um, time? But it's, you know, it looks like they've got a really young and dynamic team coming up if they could work a little bit on their pitching and, uh, think some managerial choices or decisions, but, uh, but I mean, that's, that's what happens when, you know, damned if you do, damned if you don't sometimes. Yeah. And, and I think we're, we're circling back to that whole, you know, Toronto's got some great franchises going right now because, you know, we had the Raptors win in 2019. The Leafs have a strong team, just choking the playoffs. The Jays have a nice young team that is going to be able to, to field for the next, you know, five, six years at least. Uh, so, so we're uh, we're looking pretty good right now. Fingers is, crossed. The Raptors you know. have was the fourth overall pick this draft yeah. too. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. I mean that's that's I mean they had a bad season, but they got a little lucky in with the with that uh, with the lottery, and you know who knows that might be a game changer there. 
It could be. And, and Kyle Lowry's salary may come off the books, which means, you know, you, you can go out and sign a few free agents. So we'll see what happens. I mean, uh, Toronto sports is looking pretty good right now. In Messiah, I trust. Yes. 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 I will. Hopefully he sticks around too. All right. So that is actually all I have. Um, is there anything else that you have? Anything you want to say uh, before we wrap up? No, I think that's about everything. Thanks for having me on. And uh, best of luck, Tom. It's great seeing you again. Yeah, it was awesome to have you on. So we are going to end this episode right here, as always. Thank you to our guest, Pat, uh, one of my childhood uh, buddies growing up and now lives over in Australia. Um, you can always check us out on Instagram and Twitter at Pod Jerky. You can find all of our links on Linktree, L-I-N-K-T-R.ee forward slash Pod Jerky or on Bite Size. That's B-Y-T-E-S-I-Z-E uh, dot M-E forward slash Pod Jerky. As always, stay safe, be kind to each other, and we will see you later. Pod Jerky. Hey.